welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing his nearness as we prepare our heart mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day let our lives be filled with the truth of god's word and may the lord bless you to live your life in its fullness i've come with a very interesting word usually you know i'm a little excited because i usually preach from the old testament somewhere i am always leaned on but this time the lord took me to the new testament and was robin finally i am preaching from the new testament because he keeps teasing me why don't your sermons come from a new testament why is it always old testament because i believe that there's so much treasure in the old testament not that there's not in the new testament of course there is because jesus came but jesus didn't come in the new testament no jesus was always there from the beginning he was always there he was always there so there's so much treasure hidden there that it's, it's nice to unfold okay let's today let's unfold some things and let's see what god is trying to tell us in this season okay in this age in this time that we are in it's a very crucial time I don't know how many of you believe how many of you are following the news or if you're just aware of it you know we are in the end times so let me begin with that we cannot hide from the fact that we are in the we are in the end times it's the most crucial stage of our lives if you have ever desired that oh I wish I wasn't during the bible times I wish I was there when Jesus was there. Congratulations, it's down. This is the time. This is the time of the Bible. The Acts of Apostles continues. Man, it is with us. You are here. You are the Bible that is still being written. No, this is there. This won't go anywhere. But we are the one that is still being written. And congratulations, we are there. We are the one who are going to witness the coming of Jesus. we are the one who have who are the torch bearers of the coming of Jesus Christ amen so in this expectation can we turn our bibles to philippians chapter 1 verse 27 half verse okay are you there we are go- only going to read half verse don't worry we are not taking the verse out of context we will come back to it later let me read it for you above all you must live as loud one more time okay conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ that's all so you must live as citizen of heaven will you remember this will you remember this even if you can't remember i've written it down there is no excuse to forget okay let's only concentrate on this part now If we go to the next next verse it's colossians chapter 3 and verse 1 yeah colossians chapter 3 verse 1 since you have been raised to new life with christ so what are we talking about heaven so we are saying since we have been raised to new life with christ set your sight on the realities of heaven yes where where christ sits in the place of honor in god's right hand and colossians 3:5 colossians 3:5 and 
Colossians 3.5 says, So put to death the sinful earthly things. So where are we? We are here. We are citizens of? So what is the Bible telling us? Let's put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you. It's not outside. It's inside. Yeah? Many a times we say, no, it's there. That person did it. I didn't do it. But what does the Bible say? It's, it's in. It's lurking within you. Okay? Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy for don't be greedy for a greedy person is an idolater worshipping the things of the world. So tell me one thing. Are we worshipping idols? Do you see? Do you have statues at home? We don't. But the Bible says a greedy person is an So Okay, I'll come to that later. Worshipping the Worshipping the things of the world. Okay? Done? Clear? So we have to be this. So we have to give up on earthly things. Earthly is no. It could be different for different people. What you face, I may not face. What I face, you may never know. It's different for us. But the word of God doesn't pick and choose. Yeah? It'll not pick one thing and say that you, this sin, you, this sin. It's given as a whole so that if ever I come across a temptation, I can never say that this is not there in the Bible. Yes? Because it's already there. And the word of God says that there's no temptation known to man that Jesus has not gone through. He's accustomed with all of it. So I cannot pick and choose. No, see, I don't, I don't worship idols, so it's not for me. But it says greedy person. Any one of us can get greedy. No? Yeah? Let's move to Old Testament. Yes smile on my face. <laughs> Old Testament. Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 20 26. Yes. So, if to give you a background how many of you finished the book of Leviticus in this year? Yes, you have. Good, very good. So you are, you know the story, right? Still, let me give you a background. Here, the Israelites are in the wilderness. They are marching or walking towards their promised land. But unfortunately, they are stuck in the loop because of a lot of things that they did. So in the midst of all of this, what is God doing? God is giving them. You forgot. He said, when I ask, you must answer. God is giving them. Instructions. God is giving them laws. God is giving them some keys to enter their promised land. We are in the year of? Very good. So, the verse says, You must obey all my decrees and regulations. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. And the verse 30 says, So obey my instructions and do not defile yourself by committing any of these detestable practices that were committed by the people who lived in the land before you. So why did God drive them out? What did we read here? What did we read here? 
idolatry, greedy, sexual sins, very nice, sexual sin, evil desires, that was in Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 says put to death all these things but what is God saying here obey my instructions do not defile yourself by committing any of the practices that the people did who lived there what did they do all of this and more so what does God doesn't want them to do the same things, worshipping idols, making images, uh, worshipping, uh, sorry, sacrificing children and lust and etc, etc, all of those. Now tell me, is there a difference between Old Testament and New Testament? Do you see a difference? Do you see how the word of God is exactly the same? No matter written in which timeline, by whom, where, when, doesn't matter. It's the same, it's the same, it's the same. You're not going to find anything different. God, because God has not changed. This God that is in the old, didn't change when he went to new. He still hates all these things and he still hates it here. Yes? So you got the picture? Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 4 to 9. Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 9. So it says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the God, the Lord, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves to the Lord wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk to them, talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them in your hands and wear them in your foreheads as a reminder. Write them on your doorposts of your house and your gates. Beautiful, no? Isn't it? So beautiful. What is the Lord saying? Actually, this is Moses talking, okay? But it was told to him by God. You're getting up, you talk about God and His laws. These laws that, the, that Moses is talking about is not even very nice to talk about. Tell me honestly, do you enjoy reading Exodus to Deuteronomy? These numbers and so, so like, oh, this one, this child, this one, this did, that, 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 that. It's a little too much now. But God is saying, these are, these are my words written by my own hands and what does he want us to do talk about it again and again keep repeating so that what happens is faith comes by and hearing the that's what was missed by the Israelites they did not talk about it again and again and because they did not talk their children didn't know and their children didn't know and they didn't have faith and because they didn't have faith they turned to yes you with me it's just the beginning okay it's just the beginning a lot of things happen in the if you like watching thriller movies and fancy all of these no you should watch you should read the bible and make a picture on Let's, let's go to Joshua 29, 
another father comes in the picture okay so be careful to obey all the commands of the lord your god so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance yes next verse verse 9 and solomon my son who is giving solomon my son who is the father king david so the father is giving instructions to the son simple no solomon my son learn to know the god of your ancestors which is the god of abraham isaac and jacob and the god that moses served or preached about no learn to know the god of your ancestors intimately worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind for the lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought if you seek him you will find him but if you forsake him just like joshua said if you reject him he will bring disaster on you david is being nice he says he will reject you forever yeah so what are we learning here what are we learning that the fathers or can i say the true fathers are bringing instructions to sons yeah but if you see in the book of uh, deuteronomy or the first five books who followed it only two joshua and so which means the rest were not sons or were they but they did not realize it yeah how many times have we let go of instructions i'm not here to point god is asking me the same I stand here with the same question how many times we have let go of instructions is it because we didn't know there were instructions or is it because we didn't know that a father is giving it to us and that the instructions given by the father you will see if you read Deuteronomy when Moses is repeating everything again many a things is said on his own he is saying it listen to me this is what i am saying this is what i did yes he is showing his life i want to take you to show you one more verse showing you the similarities of a father it says in philippians 3 verse 17 dear brothers and sisters pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example what is what is paul saying imitate me as i imitate christ that's a very famous verse no? we all have read it from our childhood imitate me as i what is moses telling these people it's the same thing all they had to do is follow the path that moses took but who took it only joshua and only caleb two sons that's all the rest didn't even know that they were sons they were just just following the crowd it's a thing no follow the crowd we've anybody here who's not followed the crowd you know if if that when i was a child we were told a story that one person looks at the sky and then one person comes something is there and then the whole there's a whole gathering and they're all looking and the first person and they ask like sir what are you looking at i don't know i was just looking at the sky 
I think I think it was something like that. But that's what that's what we do, no? Follow the crowd. Where the crowd is big, Moses had following. Yes, great leader had following. Jesus had following. Paul had following. That girl, the uh, the girl who was doing witchcraft, she also followed him. All of these had following. Very few sons. Very few sons. So you and I have to decide now. Do we want to be following people, or do we have to be sons? Do we have to be earthly, or are we citizens of heaven? What qualifies us for citizen of heaven? What qualifies us? Anybody? What qualifies you to become a citizen of heaven? Hmm? That's all. Jesus. To qualify you only need Jesus. But after that, we have to give up on these things. After that. Before it's okay. Like I said, he's a very merciful long suffering all of that put together he is so when you before you come to him he's ready to forgive fight clean i don't care what you are but after no these are not tolerated so if you're saying we are from the new covenant all of these things are forgiven no my friend no it's not in the books of god it's not he will forgive when we come back to him but it's not a forgivable thing it's not because if it was paul wouldn't have again and again in every book come back and said don't do this don't do this this is sin this is not from god this is what god hates this he wouldn't have said no if it is accepted if it is forgiven by god he wouldn't have come and said that but because after we are saved these things cannot be part of us why because we are there in heaven it's not there in heaven that's why god had to kick out lucifer because it's not tolerated it's not tolerated there greed what did we read greedy people are he was greedy for the place that god had he was greedy for that what did he end up doing he came here and began idol worship you see how it's all connected he came down he taught mankind how to worship idols because he was greedy and he put that greed in us ouch so much and how we have been gone with the let me use the now term we've gone with the trend we follow the trend yeah sounds very interesting we follow the the trend okay. let me take you through a journey of like i said the kings very quickly i want to take a lot of time with that so we begin with this is the kings of judah okay not the kings of israel it's kings of judah we have king david can you tell me king david king solomon bible test quiz who was the son of solomon king rehoboam short form okay no time then king abijah king asa king jehoshaphat then king jehoram anybody knows the next no little close ahaziah 
Then we have Queen Atalaya. Then we have a little good king, Joash. Next is Amaziah. Sorry for the handwriting. Next is Uzziah, yes. King Jotham. Ahaz. Sorry? Hezekiah, who said? Hezekiah, yes. Who said Josiah? You missed two kings above him. There's his son Manasseh or Manasseh. Then Ammon. Then we have King Josiah. I know everybody likes him. One of the, after David, one of the nicest. I'll end there. There are two or three more, but I'll end there. We don't need to go there. Now, quickly. Quickly, okay? Can you all see? Everybody? King David. Good or bad? Brilliant. Man after God's own. He doesn't come in this picture. But we'll still keep him. Because he is the father of all of them that come. Then what happened? Here. Solomon. Good or bad? Beach me? Yeah, beach me. In the middle. Like, started well, then went astray. Rehoboam. This also beach me. He started bad, but then he repented. So God had mercy. King, what was his name? Abijah. Good king. Just, just there. Like it ends with him being, yeah, just ends with him being good. So then we have King, King Isa, yes. Good, bad? No, good then bad. He began good. He nice, he trusted God and all of that. But you know what happened? You know what happened? Proud. Rejected God. On his face. Rejected God. He sent prophets to teach him. And you know what he did? He took the prophets and jailed them. So, out of picture. Next we have Jehoshaphat. Jehu is the king of Israel. This is Judah. Jehoshaphat, very good. All good. Nice king. Jehoram. He was as bad as Ahab. Ahaziah, again, bad. Because of this lady, Queen Ataliah. We'll not even talk about her, doesn't come in the picture. Then comes King Joash. So we have Joash. Good, bad, very good. Good, good is he, very nice. Joash, good king. But you know the problem? Let's go to uh, Chronicles, 2nd Chronicles chapter 24. 2nd Chronicles 24 verse 17. Okay, we are talking about King Joash. But after Jehoiada's death, he was a, Jehoiada was a priest. The one who made King Joash king and who took him through a journey of understanding God and all of that came to the leaders of Judah came to came and bowed before King Joash and persuaded him to listen to their advice they decided to abandon the temple and Lord God of their ancestors so began good then like that and like the gone and what happened they decided to abandon the Lord God of their ancestors and they worshipped Asherah poles and the idols instead. Because of this sin, divine anger, God's anger is also divine, holy. Anger also. When we get angry, God says we end up sinning. God's anger, 
divine no mistake yeah we have to keep it in our mind god's divine anger fell on judah and jerusalem yet the lord sent i want you to read all of us to read 1 2 3 yet the lord sent prophets to bring them back to him the prophets warned them but still the people you know prophets acted like fathers for a season you know like nathan gad was like a seer over david and he always obeyed them same way god sent prophets to many of the kings why he loved them what did moses and joshua say if you don't obey god will reject you god didn't want to reject he didn't want to reject so why did he what did he do he kept sending prophets what happened didn't listen gone next king amaziah half hearted very half hearted like i'll give like one dot can't even put a tick and then he ended with idol worship again so god next good or bad good no bible says he began good and he was so wealthy powerful but what happened what happened chronicles chapter 26 verse 16 says but when he had become powerful he also became which led to his instructions are gone next king jotham good king like uh, no this guy ahaziah uh, no not ahaziah what was his name abijah just good but the problem the people were still corrupt so what happens if you are good just you are good you've not no you've what did we what did we uh, hear moses say talk to your children about these things again and again if he would have talked the people wouldn't have been corrupt yes there would have been a change if you see some of these kings uh, they they bring revolution some of them uh, like ahaz waste starting sin evil then comes hezekiah good or bad very good very good let me give double things very good he brings back worshiping he sets the temple in order cleans up a lot of things but but there's always a but okay let's go to chapter you know if you go through hezekiah has jehoshaphat and hezekiah has the maximum chapter so you know <laughs> they've done a lot of lot of good things so hezekiah chap uh, sorry chronicles second chronicles chapter 32 verse 24 okay about that time hezekiah became deathly ill he prayed to the lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign but hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness what is that proud again proud to the kindness shown him and he became proud so the lord's anger came against him and against judah and jerusalem then hezekiah humbled himself and repented of his pride as did the people of jerusalem so the lord's anger did not fall see how gracious god is next verse is verse 31 the most interesting part however when the ambassadors arrived from babylon to ask about a rem- these remarkable events that had taken place in the land god withdrew everybody say withdrew which means the prophets also didn't come to him why 
in order to test him to see what was really in his what happened what happened after that he fell he didn't do anything wrong he didn't do anything wrong but he messed up he became a reason for the babylon to come in and because he was so ill and he asked god to give extra life this fellow was born and when this fellow was born he was one of the most corrupt kings that judah had seen because he ended up doing sacrificing children but he repented he did repent but things didn't go very well after that comes king amon by waste then comes all of our favorite kings and in second chronicles chapter 34 verse 2 he says he did what was pleasing in the lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor who was david the father of all of them one son one son understood i have to do this and if you read the whole story i know most of you have read he repents he builds the temple he kills literally all the uh, uh, prophets of the unwanted gods and their uh, idols he grinds them he burns them the entire israel is cleaned if you read the last verse so josiah removed all the detestable idols or abomination from the entire land of israel and required you know what required means it's like it's made to do it like you have to do this yes he required everyone to worship the lord their god and throughout the rest of his lifetime they did not turn away from the lord the god of the ancestors what does that mean which means he kept repeating again and again we are, we are back to you know it's a circle we are back to the same circle he kept on repeating he kept on telling his people you have to repent you have to do this 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 is the god this is how you must follow this is what you must do all of you there nice story anybody lost in queen atlaya no all here with me in josiah okay <coughs> so what was god doing in the new testament and in the old testament what was god doing god was asking them to be citizens of heaven basically the promised land was a like an idea of heaven Can, can can we say that like an idea of heaven may not be literally but an idea that oh the fruits are great the land flows with milk and honey the land doesn't suffer they have plenty you know it's watered it's plenty it sounds like heaven no there's no lack and what are we told to do live as citizens of we have lack only either the fruits are good now the water is good the food is not good how does it look like heaven to you lord but you know the catch you are not told in the bible it doesn't say that come to heaven and live like what does it say can you can you read philippians 127 again above all you must live as which means god expects us to make this place it's not earth to heaven it's heaven on earth it's not after you go there because after we go there it's obvious he doesn't need you to make it heaven no no if you have that idea that when i go to heaven it becomes heaven sorry wrong page turn back it's heaven because 
the presence of god is there god is there jesus dwells there what does god want us to do make this place this place heaven for whom for the people conducting yourself in a manner worthy of the good news which means the good news that came from heaven who is the good news jesus the one who came from heaven brought heaven he didn't take it back he left it with us but when we do this what is this earthly things associating with the heathen no they have to come to you we don't have to go there they have to come to you yeah let's go to the second part like i said we'll read the full verse now above all you must live as citizens of heaven conducting yourself in a manner worthy of the good news about christ everybody say then loudly then whether i come and see you or see you again or only hear about you i will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose fighting together for the faith which is the you remember that sermon from apostle one heart one spirit yeah it all boils down to this what is what is apostles saying we you all got the first part living as citizens of heaven now we are coming to the second part where the father is saying don't make me come back to you for the wrong reasons yeah let me give you a very live example our apostle has been uh, you know traveling and we have our lead pastor just imagine us going crazy and troubling pastor siju and pastor ran will apostle hear about it you will say you know he doesn't even come these days he is coming once a month what will he know what i do but he was also not there no paul was not there he was where in the prison from the prison he is reprimanding them and saying don't make me come to you just imagine apostle coming and saying apostle we are in a modern age right? he'll send a video we'll play it on this tv and he'll say children i know you miss me but don't make me come to you in a with a stick do you get the picture no that was that is what paul was doing it's like listen i am not there i'm not with you it's a very clear picture you know apostle came he uh, I mean apostle Prigi came he planted this church and then he got asked him for another uh, he elevated him to do something else and this mantle went to our, our very own pastor Sijo and he's taking care of the church. the same thing apostle Paul did he planted church he appointed pastors he moved out yes and what is he doing he's still writing letters to them don't think i don't know what is this fight i'm hearing about what are you doing there can you can you please conclude your fight can you not do this yes so no have you read the epistles that's what it says he's always saying if you read galatians oh my god you should see his anger i was scared looking at him like you foolish galatians just imagine pastor apostle preji coming on the tv is like, you foolish his nearness church but thankfully he doesn't have to do this clap for yourself he doesn't have to do this no we've all been a great church amen that's what he did so apostle paul is saying even if i come to you or i don't come to you what do you have to do say loudly be this worthy of worthy of jesus worthy of his gospel worthy of living that when they look at you they should follow you but that is rarely happening 
But let's believe. Let's believe that will be our story. That they follow us. Not us following them. We don't go where the crowd is. That's why the Lord was upset with the Israelites. They did everything that the everything that the countries before them did. And God was angry because he clearly gave the instructions were clearly given that you are not supposed to do this. And here, if you're saying that we are in the New Testament, we live in the age of grace, my dear people, instructions are given here also. We are told to do certain things, we are told to do not to do certain things. Now, the ball is in our court. Don't make the father come back and reprimand you. Don't make God send prophets again and again and again out of hurt. Let the prophets come and say what good you've done. Let the father come and say, I am proud of you. Like you see, if uh, in the Paul, in the beginning of the letters, like, I thank God every time I think of you. That should be the uh, testimony of the Father. And every time even the thought of you comes, I am proud. I feel joy because my church is growing. My church is doing the right thing. Amen? So this is, that was the part living as citizen of heaven part one but the part two is more important to conduct ourselves in that like if you see Galatians chapter 5 and verse 7 <coughs> here Paul is asking the Galatians in verse chapter 5 verse 7 you were running the race so well who has held you back from following the truth yeah same pain now, if today Moses had the uh, opportunity to come back to Israel, he would have also written letters. What are you doing? Have you forgotten what I wrote? Have you forgotten what I did for you? What I told you? What I taught you? It's the same thing. He says, you were running the race so well. What happened? Let me bring you to back to this. You know, began well, ended bad. Began well, ended bad. Began well, stayed good began well, gone. What is the problem here? It's not about the beginning. It's how we end. It's not here. We all begin well. We are all passionate when Jesus comes into our lives. We are telling the whole world about it. What afterwards? Are we telling them again and again? Are we repeating them to our children? Are we walking and talking about that? You see the connection again? There's no distinction between old and new. You have to keep talking. You get up, you talk. You sleep, you talk. You walk, you talk. About what? About this. This law of God. It's not just words. It's the entire person of Jesus Christ. The entirety of what God is, is with us. Amen. So what matters is not how we began here. This one. Very impressive, powerful, rich, but pride. Here, Hezekiah, great king, wealthy, so much of riches he accumulated. Who gave? God gave. But one test God did, he failed. So it's not about how we begin. It's about how we end. It's about the, the everything we do in between. Everything. Every step we take. God is not like, oh, this she did good, this she did bad, this is good, this is bad. Trust me. Every day is a mess for us. I stand here and I tell you, every day is a mess. We all mess up every day. But the mercy of God is way above that. And we still are getting enough chances to live like 
to live like citizens of heaven i want to take you to one last part last part that is philippians chapter 1 verse 28 exactly the next verse and it says don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies do we have enemies who are your enemies somebody in the college somebody in the office my neighbor anybody no we have only one enemy if you have enemies they're not they are called to be your fellow brother and sister so if you have a thought that with oh, that person how i wish he never existed or she never came into my life my dear people and i say to myself we have only one enemy everybody else we are called to forgive and forget and love because if anybody had enemies that was jesus no none of you can say i have more enemies than him none of you can say i cannot say that who's troubling you landlord who's troubling you professors he had all of them the rabbis troubled him biggest professors of that time nobody can say that there's more enemies i face than jesus what do you know what i go through do you know what i go through no he knows but the thing is please say it loudly don't you're telling only like this how will the enemy be scared of you loudly enemy comes and reminds you of your past and says that you've been such a horrible person you remind him of his future yeah my future is safe my future is safe but your future is gone you tell me of my past no erased see gone my past is gone can you read what i've written Can you read what I've written? My past is gone. But your future is bright, my brother. Your future is bright. With all red fire going on, your future is bright. Having said that, most of us we are afraid. Yes? We are always scared. We are always worried. We are always into something. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. But 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 This will be the sign. Can you say this is my sign? That they are going to be destroyed. Who they? Not those people. We don't want to see our people being destroyed. Rub it out of your mind. No that person this person. No no no. No person has to be destroyed. Only the enemy and his gang. Yes? Only they will be destroyed. but that we are going to be we're going to be saved let me take you to second chronicles verse 7 and verse 6 uh, chapter 7 and verse 16 okay i'm leaving you with a encouragement it says here for i have chosen this temple can you please say for i have chosen this temple and set it apart to be who is the temple today we are the temple so god is saying i have set you i have chosen and i have set you apart to be holy a place where my hallelujah his name will be honored through all of us
and what does he say he doesn't end there he says i will watch over you no don't say it yes i will watch over you for it is hey if this is not touched you if you don't feel loved today then i don't know what will for i have chosen this temple that is you and me and i have set it apart to be holy a place where my name will be honored forever i will watch always yes always watch over it for it is dear to my heart and one more verse second chronicles 16 verse 9 the eyes of the lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him we're going to end well i i i expected a bigger amen amen we're going to end well amen. you know why i'm confident because the lord watches over us amen. no we'll not be stuck in this We will end well. Why? I'll give you one last verse before you go, and I want you to remember it for the rest of your life. In First Philippians, sorry, Philippians chapter one and verse six. And I am certain. Don't read. Let me read it for you. Philippians one, verse six. Okay, I will read it for you. And and I am certain. that god who began this good work within you will continue his work until it is finished on the day when jesus christ returns so you are going to end well my brothers and sisters this will not be our story this will not be our story our story will be like king josiah and says there was no other king like him who followed god till the end that will be our story because i am certain i am certain that god who began the good work within you within me can you say say i am certain that my god who began the good work within me will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when my jesus returns ah yes come on you can you and i cannot be intimidated we cannot be intimidated because we are we are here we are here Bible says we are sitting with him on the in the heavenlies. The, de- the 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 devil is not there. And if the devil is not there, none of it makes sense. None of it makes sense because we are say it loudly. We are citizens of heaven. We are not of this earth. we are in this world but not of this world say it to yourself i am in this world but i'm not of this world and the enemy cannot reach where i am he's crawling how will he reach heaven there's no there's no ladder for him you have a ladder you have a ladder angels are ascending and descending on that ladder he doesn't have can't reach on to us so we cannot be said intimidated we cannot be intimidated by the world the people because why i'm saying this the lord is preparing his bride for his coming and he is not looking for a fearful 
scared hiding afraid bride he is coming for a wise bride who is ready who is ready the he's coming for a bride that is ready my friends ready he's not coming for a weak bride he's coming for you and me and we are not weak because we are certain that god who began will finish the good work in us we can't be intimidated because in heaven there is no fear the angels are not intimidated the angels are not scared in the atmosphere of heaven there is no fear whatsoever and and i believe that from today you and i will walk with an atmosphere of heaven we will not wait to go to heaven we will bring heaven down we will not wait to go there yes i know all of us want to go there but before we go there can we bring it here can we bring it here thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our lord and savior jesus christ may you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with him have a great week and shalom